Welcome back, guys. This is podcast number two. Yeah, episode two of 90% Nothing. Where we talk about mostly nothing. Yeah. Poetically trying to do something with nothing and mostly doing nothing. We're not God. Not at all, dude. <laughs> I do not want his job, bro. Me neither. Fuck. I don't even want my job sometimes. Uh, on that note, so I've been without power for like four and a half days, I think. And uh, I would not want to be God right now, having a whole bunch of people be like, Fuck you, God, why'd you take away my power? It really wasn't that big a deal, by the way. Like, I'm... We, we like, legitimately, like, my wife and I, our friends and family were more disturbed about us not having power in the house than we were. Because we were just like, yeah, it's fine. We can go to the office and try <coughs> our shit. I, I think the year of 2021 is a lack of power. Maybe, dude. Well... There was the rolling blackouts with the storms yeah. in winter in the south. This and then, true. you know, we're in Omaha, Nebraska, where there was 180,000 people without power. Some of them, it's going on five days or Correct. four days. Some it, of them will not have power. Until Friday. If not longer. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like mean. Like that poor one house in Nemaha County, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you are. But I'm sorry. We hope you're I, listening to this. I, Except for not right now because you have you. no power. Yeah, you're... I mean, you have a cell phone. Maybe you'll find this. But shout out to you, the one house in Nemaha County that still doesn't have power. I, I heart you. I understand. Well, we can we can go ahead and jump in because we may be short on time tonight. Uh, we don't know. Outside circumstances may not allow us to have a long conversation. So we'll just uh, we'll just get rolling here. Um, so my, my last week has really been on a lot of how I, how other personalities, how everybody interprets reality, and that's that's a little bit um, coming out of what we were talking about last week with legalism and the s word that i couldn't think of last week which is sensationalism and the, mm. which in kind of a way are opposites um yeah like the emotionalism of religion versus the legalism of religion and one one of the things that i had talked about is like trying to find that sweet spot and um and i've been doing some learning this week that i'll circle back to after brandon digs into reality for a bit about the cyclical nature of, of the spiritual life. Yeah. And that sweet spot is, uh, what I have kind of been coming to, uh, in my understanding of perception of reality. Um, so the guy, this guy I've been listening to, uh, his name is, I don't it's actualized.org. It's a YouTube channel. Um, he, one of the examples he has, and just, we're going to go over this one pretty quick. Basically, in the understanding of Islam, right? If you have somebody in Texas, a, a conservative state, their understanding of Islam is going to be 
Islam is bad. Islam is dangerous. Islam is uh, people that are trying to to attack the U.S. and Christianity and, and all these things. You can think about post 9-11. So when 9-11 happened, I was in 10th grade. I lived in New England. So like I was breathing in the smoke of the towers that following week, right? And all of a sudden, in the in the snap of a finger, New England went from a very progressive, very open, loving, everybody is equal and we should treat everybody with respect and dignity to, like, fuck Muslims. Yep. In, like, the snap of a finger. Yeah, like a minute and a half, I think, is how long it took for all yeah, the it, action it, to happen. It took watching the... It took two planes and the collapsing of the towers to be like, Fuck the Muslims. What happened to yesterday? Yesterday we were like, yeah, Muslims are cool people. They're all about peace. Well, no, they're not about peace. They're about bombing our shit. And so the concept is, like, you know, is that is that the reality? And that's not the point, though. That The point isn't whether it's reality. There's the, the other side of the, the coin, and you have somebody who's grown up in Iran who has learned about Islam. <clears throat> now their perspective is going to be that Islam is the truth. Islam is God's spoken word to us. And this is how we should live our lives. And this is right. And this is good. And then, and, and you know, the question is, you know, is this perspective correct? And that, again, that's not the point. And then there's the kind of the middle side of the spectrum. I'm just trying to give you an idea of these different perspectives and how they can affect how you react to a situation and how you perceive a topic or or anything in reality. And, and so, like, the middle road of the road of this is, you know, Islam is just like everything else in the world. There's good parts. There's bad parts. Um, there's extremists, which you find in Christianity. You find that in you know, all sorts of stuff in, in, in people in the United States of America and people in, in Iraq, you know, there's always going to be extremists and there's always going to be people. And you can't look at that as the overarching principle. And you got to look at the things like, does this add value to your life? Um, if used in, in a good way, and so then the question is, you know, is that perspective the correct perspective to have about Islam? So now I've given you three different, very different perspectives, um, all changing the way that you interpret Islam. And so to bring that back to kind of the spiritual side of things, which is what we try to, to stay grounded in here. Um, which, you know, Islam is, I guess, a spiritual thing. But anyways, like, am I looking at God as a loving father, as somebody who cares about me, as, as somebody that is actively involved in my life? Or am I looking at God as somebody that is distant? And somebody that I don't want to talk to, that I don't want to spend time with, um, somebody that has hurt me, um, which, you know, both of those 
could potentially be right at the same time. And depending on your understanding of God, you may have some disagreements with that, but, but they could potentially both be right. And that comes back to the sweet spot that Joe was talking about of where do I sit? Um, and I can look at all these different things in my life and I, and it can change my perspective and my attitude and the way that I interact with people and the way that my life goes. And basically it comes down to which side of the coin do I want to live on? Um, and I'm going to, the coin's going to flip all the time. Yeah. So a, if you've made it this far into the podcast, thanks. B, obviously we are making gross overgeneralizations to try to simplify a very complex topic. So hang with us. Duh, some people in Texas are not Christians. Duh, some people in Iran are not Muslim. We get that. You can get off your soapbox now. Uh, and if, if you're not one of those listeners, cool. Thanks for being open-minded. Um, one of the things that... <clears throat> this is a different way of saying what Brandon's talking about with, like, the coin is constantly be flipping, is in order for me to be able to have peace and serenity, I have to be okay with the coexistence of multiple realities yes. at the same time. And um, one of the best examples of this that I can think of is, depending on how you want to pronounce it or, or write it out, um, Chang Zhu or Zhangji, however you want to say it. Uh, different realities. Uh, it's it, same dude, two different names. He writes, um, he, he wrote a lot of stuff that influenced the Taoist thought. And one of his concepts is he talks about this finger pointing at that finger saying that finger's not really a finger because I'm a real finger, right? But when you flip it, then this becomes that, that becomes this, and now all of a sudden everything's all fucked up. That's my paraphrase. So there's this, uh, there's this wild card mentality of like, being able to be okay with the fact that things are in some ways very situational, right? Like, some of the reasons that, since we're talking about Islam, I do like Islam. Yeah, and I, I say that as somebody who is not Muslim, but has a great deal of respect and admiration for Muslim friends that I know. Let me just um, hop in real quick. I, too, am a fan of Islam. Yeah. I have read parts of the Quran. I, I plan on reading more about it. I'm not I'm not here to say that Islam is good or bad at all. Either way. Um, yeah. It came up because of the video you watched. Yeah, and I'm trying it's, to keep things related to spirituality. Yeah. So, um, all this to say, what if some of the things that make Islam so beautiful can also become some of the things that make Islam so, uh, what's the right word I'm going to use? I'm going to say disturbing to people who are not Muslim, right? 
Um, Example with Christianity. Let's use Christianity. That's my tradition, right? Yeah. So one of the things that makes Christianity so beautiful is this dude who we call Jesus, who may or may not have existed. That's irrelevant to the conversation. There's a dude, right, who had the audacity to be like, nah, dude, I'm going to hang out with all these people that are not part of the community. All of these people who have been kicked out of the community of Judaism, I'm going to hang out with those people. Yeah, I think those people need to know about grace and redemption. And in in the first century, that's like... That is that is game changing. Like we as modern people in Western civilization are not able to comprehend how huge of a game changer that was, right? But what we can identify is the impact of that, regardless of whether the dude is real or not, regardless of whether or not there was a virgin birth or he was raised from the dead or some jackass stole his body and made up a fucking story to start a cult it is still talked about today it's still relevant right so you like you can't take away that power and that is the same thing that gets utilized by militant christians Mm -hmm. who are dedicated to their theology you end up with the crusades. To fucking beat people up. You have the crusades. You have the Westboro Baptists. Yeah. No end to the list. Yeah. And does it make it wrong? Like some people would argue a, a point there. They would say, oh, well, that's wrong. Or, but no, that's right. And the two things coexist in this tension. And And it's not just those two things, right? Because that, that's yes. that's duality, right? And yes, so, get so, it. So, duality is the idea that there's two different realities yeah. that coexist. And please shit all over duality. I, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a duality guy. Uh, you know, there was a time when I was maybe 16 or something. I thought duality might have some value. Um, I was young and dumb, and. You know, then I started to see that there's so many different sides to the spectrum that there's not... Okay, what is it? What's the... I can't think of the single... Single reality. If you have one single reality, if you know, then you end up with nobody else around. Sure. But, I mean, you have, you know, roughly 7 billion or 8 billion people in this world... And each person is having their own different experience. There are all these different realities going on at the same time. Yeah. Everybody has a slightly different view of Islam because they had their parents say one different word or, or you know, just the, the, the smallest little tweak in the way that their senses perceived this understanding of this concept of Islam has caused a split to create a separate reality of Islam, and that's going to influence other people's realities, so there could be more realities 
there's lots of realities. We've, we've gone into infinite. Yeah, we're going. We're going into it. We've teleported. We'll, we'll we'll come back to a. We've teleported. I I'm sorry. I got on a so, rant there. So no, you're good. Uh. Here's here's the trouble, and I think I talked about this last week, or maybe I didn't talk about it on the show last week, but we talked about it, not on the show last week, but when you when you take this multiple realities when you take Chang Zhu's this and that and the wild card mentality to its furthest extent it becomes a weird form of disassociated nihilism <laughs> and that is not what we're going for that is not the sweet spot <laughs> so let me bring it back right uh Maybe we should change our podcast to the sweet spot. The sweet spot. <laughs> fucking, fucking disassociated. <laughs> You're listening to disassociated nihilism. This is Brendan and Joe. We may or may not be real, and we're not sure that's relevant. But we hope that this is beneficial. <laughs> oh, we will be listening to some very grungy music. That is. That is almost too hard, too hard to pass up. We may have to rebrand the show. Good thing we're only two episodes in. So, uh, I think the important thing is we are having more fun than they are. That's what matters. That's why we're doing the show. Uh, so, this is a great time to talk about the cyclical nature of faith, right? Yeah. Um. I I happen to uh, do some learning in all areas. And last week I was doing some learning about economics and about economic cycles and how there is this buildup, right? We have phase one of like we're getting ramped up to do some stuff. And then we have phase two, which is like we're doing it. And then this thing happens where it like it peaks out, and then you have this like slow come down from the from the ramp up, right? Mm-hmm. And then people get nervous about the slow come down, and they start yeah. to like, and then the slow come down kind of accelerates and like, right? Yeah. And then it bottoms out into another cycle. This is just one idea about economics because, as we've already discussed. There are multiple. There are infinite realities all coexisting at the same time. And this is all just a, this is a weird thing that we can't comprehend. You have uh, now entered the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I really did like the show Sliders. And sometimes when I'm in that disassociated nihilistic state, I wonder if, like, maybe I go to sleep and wake up in a different parallel dimension. And it's like infinite realities you're every day. You're speaking my language. You're not talking about uh, No, not at all. This is just you and I agreeing with each other. No, They're I like, don't. yeah, it's kind of nerve-wracking when you wake up and you're like, wait. Maybe we can quantum jump in our sleep. And yes. Up, yeah. Correct. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, so far, almost every single quantum jump I've done in my sleep has been to the same loving wife. She hasn't left me yet. I did it. I tried that once. (laughs) (laughs) 
on my way to work, there was like four car accidents in like a 20 minute drive. I was like, what did I fucking do? Inquiring minds want to know, was or was not, was or was there not any DMT involved? Oh, this is sober. <laughs> yeah, that's the best kind. All right, so back to cycles. So, I was also recently reading I Ching, because that's just uh, that's what I'm doing right now. And uh, let's see here. Here it is. So, this is I Ching Chapter 2, The Receptive, Thomas Cleary Translation. I know, probably not the best translation, but, like, let's not get all, like, oh, the translation matters, because that's just another idea about a right or a wrong way, right? So, well, and you can't translate anything quite well anyways, and that, yeah. And this stuff is so abstract that even in the native language, people don't really know. They're all guessing, so, but here's what we got, right? So we got um, the mayor. We, ha we have a, uh, here, let me open this with, Two starts with great success, beneficial to a chaste mare. Cultured people have places to go. If they get lost first, it is to their advantage to find a leader later on. With yin companions and no yang companions, there is peace. It bodes well to be steadfast and true. So that's the opening, right? Whew. Later on it says, the mare is akin to the earth. Traveling the earth without bound, gentle and docile, helpful and faithful. Cultured people are going somewhere. Earlier, they got lost and strayed from the way. Later, they followed and attained the eternal, right? And the, um, the note that I had here, because, again, I, I cannot break completely away from my, my tradition of Christianity, is... Is this, they got lost and strayed from the way? It sounds a lot like missing the mark. Like the, the, the actual, actual, like there's an actual, like the typical academic translation of, of the word sin, right? Um, this made me think of this whole getting lost and straying from the way and then later following the way. And in this constant getting lost and pulling back, they found the eternal, made me think of, wait for it, AI balloons. Anybody know about the Google AI balloons? I, this is not where my brain went. All right. So, you can, uh, you can read about this on, I'm, I'm kind of loosely going off of BBC how Google's balloons surprised their creator and I'm going to just summarize this because it's really really cool right so Google programmed some balloons some weather balloons to travel from South America to North America right and they equipped this programming. This was an AI program, right? Yeah, yeah. So, the balloons initially fly straight from South America to 
to North America. And then over time what happens is the balloons begin to do this zigzag pattern. They come out, they come in, they come out, they come in, they come out, they come in, and they make better time, right? And they're like, this is so weird. So they try to like reprogram them not to do it. And they don't do it for a while and they start doing it again, right? And what they find is in this out and in, out and in zigzag pattern, the balloons are actually making better time. What they discover is that these AI balloons had machine learned an ancient nautical thing that sailors knew about back in like the 1500s and shit. And that is you let the wind carry you out because the wind will carry you quicker. And then you steer back in towards the, the coast. That's fucking insane. And you and you do this zigzag and the wind will pull you off course a little bit. Yeah. But in this zigzag pattern, you'll actually get where you're going faster, right? So my brain kind of ties these two things together and it thinks about my cyclical faith. And I, I use the word faith loosely. I would call it my cyclical relationship with my being and the being of the thing that I cannot comprehend and that I call God because it's easy to say, even though it's nowhere near as comprehensive of word or a definition as I would need to describe the thing in the experience. It's my very long winded thing about my conception of God. And that is why I just say God because it's three letters. It's not a fucking paragraph. Anyways, my relationship with this thing is that I like, I like, I get out of the sweet spot, right? Yeah. And I get into the disassociated nihilism and I'm like, ooh. When you almost like ride God out into the Into sweet the disassociated yeah. nihilism. It's so weird, yeah. but that is accurate. Yeah. So I like, I like ride the spiritual wave and I end up, I, example, Chang Zhu. I rode Chang Zhu or Chang Zhu pulled me into this weird disassociated nihilistic state where I was like, well, if this is that and that is this and there's a wild card and like everything is good or bad depending on the moment at which we're examining its goodness or its badness, even if goodness and badness are like appropriate terms to use, I got to this like, then like what the fuck are we doing anyways? And I was like, I was like, okay, I think I finally veered far enough away from ritualism to appreciate a little bit of fucking ritualism. I think I finally veered so far away from rigid dogma that I can look back miles and miles and miles across the ocean at the distant shore of dogma and be like, yeah, that shore wasn't so bad. Now that I'm in the middle of the Pacific and storm clouds approach rapidly, that was okay to be on the shore of dogma. And so I fucking start going back to the shore, right? And right now, I am in this spot where I'm coming back to the shore, but I'm still so far away from it that it's like off in the distance, right? And I feel like that is the sweet spot, like the middle of of this of this zigzag is the sweet spot. But the tendency that we, at least in my 
observation, we specifically as Americans, because I can't comment on other cultures very well, I have limited exposure, I would say Western Westerners, specifically Americans, with our ideas about the American dream and pull yourself up by your bootstraps and like assert your will to make the world bend to capitalism. Not just capitalism, but you even see it in like Antifa and socialism. It's like it's this weird thing where like the one thinks it's not the other, but they're really both kind of the same at the same time. Republicans and Democrats. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's really. Again, it's it's the American way of like, we asserted our fucking independence. God damn it! Fuck you, Britain. We're gonna be America. And we have we're this gonna... two-party system that's going to work, and we're going to make things better, and we're going to be free! Yes! But we're not free. No. Not at all. Not even close. Correct. Okay, so <laughs> that's about as political as our show's going to get. If you don't like it, leave! I'm just kidding. You're not even listening anyways. We're the only two people that listen to our show. Uh, <laughs> so. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Uh... So we're we're coming back. So again, this tendency is to hold on to the sweet spot, and I feel like my experience has been when I try to grip onto or like closed fist grab the sweet spot, I accelerate myself to the shore, and I accelerate or I accelerate myself back, like. Like the long the the longer I try to resist the cycle, the faster the cycle goes. It's this weird paradox. And I bring it back to I know this isn't what the words on the page say, but this is how the words on the page impact me. They got lost and strayed from the way. And later they followed and attained the eternal. And that is okay. That is the natural course of things. It is the dance. And then, and it's like you know, if you try, if you go too slow, if you, if you're, if you're not trying to pull back, right, you're gonna get lost. If you're pulling back too hard, you're gonna come back too fast, and you're not gonna end up getting to your destination as quickly as possible. But then it's like. Well, is getting to the destination as quickly as possible the best thing? You know, there's so many dimensions to this stuff. And that going back to just what we were talking about earlier. um, It makes me wonder, and I know this isn't really where you're going, but I I hope it might, might be kind of where you were almost at it, is it almost makes me wonder if the AI balloons are more spiritually attuned than the humans. That's not far off of where I was going. (laughs) That's not far at all okay. from where I was going. That's good. Uh, should we end there? I think that is a great stopping point. May 